Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Green Knight podcast. Green Knight, as in the Arthurian legend or myth of Sir Gawain, Sir Gawain, and the Green Knight. I will get into the meaning behind the name in a later podcast, but it has to do with the content of that mythic story, which I happen to think is very important and perhaps misunderstood. I will eventually offer my own interpretation of what I think it is saying, the message behind it, the lesson. Then it will be clear why I named the podcast after it. This podcast has to do with solutions, solutions to the predicament that humanity finds itself in currently. I happen to think that humanity, by nature, is good. And I have an optimistic attitude about the possibility of a positive outcome for everyone on Earth. I really do. It may come as a surprise considering when one looks around and sees what's going on. There's a lot of negative things happening. In order to have a solution, one needs to identify the problem or problems. But this podcast isn't about shining the light on the cockroaches or discussing conspiracy theories. There are plenty of other people out there doing that, and there are a lot of good investigators pointing out the serious misdeeds that some of our so-called fellow human beings are perpetrating. I will say, to me, the main problem is that people generally perceive humanity as bad. And really, the story being told to us everywhere in the mainstream is that we are bad. I am here to say that that is a lie. Humanity, by nature, is cooperative and caring and loving, and it's only been taught to behave poorly. Often, when someone tries to say a thing that goes in the face of the collective consensus, there will be a question of credibility. Who am I to say what is true and what isn't true? I'm no one, really. Bear with me a moment while I talk about myself to illustrate this point. I've struggled to find my place and my way in the world. But I have a singular mind. My intellect is comparable to the best thinkers out there, and not colored by any established viewpoint, not identified with any ideology. To be clear, I am not credible in the standard sense. But if I was shooting for that, I would say that with regards to my knowledge, I have two degrees, one in physics from the University of New Mexico and one in industrial design from Art Center in Pasadena. I have a combination of the analytic and the scientific combined with the knowledge that comes with an art degree. I have worked as a freelance industrial designer for many years. But that really means nothing because credibility for all intents and purposes is a logical fallacy. It basically says that you can consider the source to determine the veracity of the source's information instead of evaluating the content on its own merits. For example, experts are credible sources, and, and as a matter of efficiency, regular people who aren't trained in that field will generally trust what that expert says. This saves a lot of time and effort, but it is possible for experts and specialists to misconstrue the truth. Conversely, in a court of law, when a witness is being questioned by counsel, the reputation will be scrutinized. But it's also possible for someone with poor credibility to tell the truth. Credibility as a heuristic, a rule of thumb, is about 75% accurate. This is not an acceptable level of accuracy when considering what may or may not be true. Credibility is another word for the ad hominem logical fallacy, 
where you attack the source instead of the content. In a perfect society, we should be able to trust the experts, but as we all know, that is not the case in the world that we live in. It is imperative now that each of us make the effort that is required to question everything. An example is an excellent chef. Because you have eaten their food, you can trust them. The analogy is that you have to taste someone's information or ideas or declarations with a cleansed palate and not just swallow it or reject it out of hand. I know it's not flawless because we all have different tastes in food, but the truth does not have a flavor. The truth is an acquired taste, but there is only one truth and it is for everyone. That which is, that which has occurred. All that being said, my intent here is to present a solution or solutions that would allow for a positive outcome for everyone while preserving and rehabilitating the environment. I think this is 100% doable without adding any new sacrifices to be made on any level for any person, group of people, or the earth itself. I do not have a side. I do not have a bias. I am on the side of all of humanity, every human. That alone should credit my argument. I am entirely aware, however, that words and language can be a trap. Using the wrong word or the wrong phrase or saying the wrong thing can cause people to stop listening. And I am aware that I may have already done this. This is why this is the most important part of this first episode of Green Knight. If you are still listening, and if you are to continue to listen, you're going to have to allow me to say some words that may pigeonhole me. You're going to have to allow me to make some declarations that may appear to identify me as this type of person or that type. I urge you to continue to listen as we move forward. And I would remind you of a quote from Tich Nhat Hanh. Tich Nhat Hanh. Usually when we hear something new, we just compare it to our own ideas. If it is the same, we accept it and say that it is correct. If it is not, we say that it is incorrect. In either case, we learn nothing, unquote. So begins my piece about words. I have a little bit more to say about it. Please just hear my words and process them. Allow them to invoke images in your mind, but do not allow them to evoke an automatic response. In Zen Buddhism, one of the teachings is that the words are only the substrate that allows us to discuss what appears to be. There is a bit of philosophy called general semantics. I am a fan, and I will probably refer, refer to it more than once because it's really important. General semantics is the notion that words are a model. They are a representation, an approximation of reality, but not reality. In general semantics, the practice is to never use the word is. It is pretty difficult, as you can see. One can never truly say what something is. One can only say what it appears to be. And so the way to understand and to internalize general semantics is the following. The word is not the thing, and the map is not the territory. As children, we are given a map when we begin to speak, and it's a model that is given to us. Basically, it says how the world is, how the world works. We get it from our parents, and then we get it at school, and then we go out in the world and we operate as though this map is the territory. As adults, we are continually reinforced with this version of the map, but we must remember that it is just a model. We have to determine what the territory, 
the lay of the land seems to be for ourselves and not be told what it is. For example, the nightly news. This is a representation of reality that is packaged and delivered to us, but that version may be distorted. General semantics to me can be equated in one of Zeno's paradoxes. The awareness of the truth can only ever be approached. It can never actually be fully and definitively arrived at. Though the truth exists, our perception of it can only approach it. It's the same thing as saying that learning never stops. To get closer to the truth, we have to continually refine and add to the information that we have. The paradox is this. If you drop a stone, it travels half the distance to the ground, and then it travels half that distance, and then it travels half that distance, and then half that distance, and on and on and on to infinity, and never actually reaching the ground. That is the nature of knowledge. So to refer to a map, a model, or an interpretation as definitive is a mistake. Humans seem to think, and I would say this about mainstream scientists, is that we can achieve absolute knowledge, and that it's only just around the corner, that we are really close to having everything figured out, but that is not the case. There are some mysteries out there still, and the real good ones are being ignored. We swim in the waters that we find ourselves in, and that water is language. For the most part, what we have to communicate with is words. So allow me to use these words because it is the tool I have chosen. A picture is worth a thousand words, but we do not have a hieroglyphic language, and so words are needed to convey meaning across the mind gap. This is a discussion that I have had with myself for many years while adding to my understanding, and now I'm finally going to share it with you all, and I hope that you find it valuable. I said I wasn't going to point out the problems because most of them are symptoms of deeper issues in our society. Some of the perceived big problems seem to me to be constructions, fabrications to get us to jump, to get us to do certain things and act in certain ways. Maybe the biggest problem is that we are being fed a bunch of bullshit, given a theater to engross us, given a map and told that it is the territory. But what if we had eyes that see, really see, we could recognize that all is not as it is being made out to be. What I'm really describing here is storytelling, the building of a narrative. When I was at Art Center, storytelling was the buzzword. That is how you packaged and sold products by being a good storyteller. It is pretty clear that storytelling is being used to sell us a great many things. What I am here to do with this podcast is tell a new story, perhaps one that is closer to the truth. Like Zeno's paradox, let's drop the stone and see how close we can get it to the ground. The simplest answer is usually the one that is correct. In this podcast, I would like to explore, in order to arrive at a solution that is tenable and ex executable, I would like to explore the root causes of certain effects that are observable in our society. Complex systems can arise from simple interactions that begin and are continually repeated. Complex systems can arise from simple interactions that begin and are continually repeated. Nature, 
the universe demonstrates this quality. Human society, being a product of nature, has also the very same quality. Our, our society is complex, but perhaps that complexity is driven by natural and yet simple interactions. It is possible that many of the problems we see in society could be addressed at a deeper level. It seems, to, it seems that we continually attempt the proverbial treatment of the symptoms of much more deeply rooted dysfunctions, very much like what we observe in mainstream medicine, where we see that the symptoms of a disease are suppressed and masked, while the root cause and actual prevention is ignored. This, of course, is not across the board, but I'm sure you all understand what I'm talking about. If we can arrive at a why, discover why things happened in the first place, then perhaps we can make the necessary adjustments at that level, at the root cause level, to allow more desirable effects to take place. It seems to me that there is something wrong at the most basic level, at the foundation. Allow me again to refer to myself. I have been working on this kind of thinking, this approach for so long that I have to take this opportunity to share. For me, just being successful, just having a good life and accumulating stuff and then dying is not what I ever wanted to do. I have been successful, but not in the standard kind of way. I love being here. I love being alive, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned, despite the beauty the grace, the love, and the wonder. Despite all of that, there seems to be something deeply wrong, and it's only getting worse. I'm speaking mostly of how our society functions. I would like to do what I can to make sure that the earth is as it was intended to be for humanity. Earth is not supposed to be overrun with travesty and atrocity. I have to do something, because if others are suffering, then I am suffering. There's that quote that goes something like, I can't be well-adjusted to a crazy society. The way I've been doing it is just kind of been muddling through and not being effective towards that end that I speak of now, towards a solution. But I know that you can't fix the system with the system. Anything that preserves what we have now is not a solution. Anything, any solution suggested that allows the current system to persist is not a solution. It is tricky to talk about because you can have a good life. There is nothing wrong with that. It is what we are all here to do. But to me, there is clearly a cancer in the body of society that could end up being the norm. I will not accept it as such. I am not of the notion that if you are successful and then donate some of your resources to charity, that that results in a general change. In fact, it perpetuates the current system. It makes a difference for those it helps in the immediate, but it isn't real change. This podcast is me sending a signal, raising a pennant, a standard thrust skyward in the twilight, in an effort to rally those of like mind and those who would see this beacon through their involuntary blinders. What we see as collective, I am not of the notion that if you are successful and then donate some of your resources to charity that it results in any general change. In fact, it perpetuates the current system. 
It does make a difference for those it helps in the immediate, but it isn't real change. This podcast is me sending a signal, raising a pennant, a standard thrust skyward in the twilight in an effort to rally those of like mind and those who would see this beacon through their involuntary blinders. What we, as a collective, hold to be true is operatively so. But a new way of seeing can, can, can deprive the cancer in our society of its sustenance. We can starve the disease of our be- belief that it is normal by changing the focus of our attention. This podcast is me sending a signal, raising a pennant, a standard thrust skyward in the twilight in an effort to rally those of like mind and those who would see this beacon through their involuntary blinders. What we as a collective hold to be true is operatively so, but a new way of seeing can deprive the cancer in our society of its sustenance. We can starve the disease of our belief that it it is normal by changing the focus of our attention. We can starve the disease of our belief that it is normal by changing the focus of our attention. It's about cause and effect and simple solutions that have a universal impact. You can't fix the system with the system. I will not and I do not advocate revolution, fighting against what the sickness Fighting against the sickness only validates it and cannot allow us to arrive at a positive place. I am an advocate for an evolution of society. I am an advocate for an evolution of society. After all, revolution just means to go around again and start in the same place. It's really the wrong word and it doesn't mean what everyone thinks it does. That's one thing we will discuss on this podcast, is the root meaning of words. Storytelling over time has altered the meaning of words from their root. You cannot fix the system with the system. We cannot solve the problems with the same kind of thinking that created them. We've all seen the meme on Facebook, but memes are not truly effective. Einstein was correct, though. We need a new kind of thinking. After all, a revolution just means to go around again and start in the same place. It's really the wrong word, and it doesn't mean what everyone thinks it does. That's one thing we will discuss on this podcast, the root meaning of words. Storytelling, over time, has altered the meaning of words from their root. You cannot fix the system with the system. We cannot solve the problems with the same kind of thinking that created them. We've all seen the meme on Facebook, but memes are not truly effective. Einstein was correct, though. We need a new kind of thinking. Every week I will spend some minutes in critique of influential thinkers that are out there saying stuff right now. We see some brilliant minds out there saying some good things, but they always, despite their interesting and valid take, somehow slip in the poison pill. I want to make you all aware of what's happening there, because these brilliant minds are wittingly and unwittingly trying to fuck us and I want to point it out. I will have a segment where I talk about influencers and how to recognize their cleverly inserted poison. Now, there are some thinkers who are the bomb, and they are my heroes. One of them is Buckminster Fuller. I will be reading his stuff on the show. He was about solutions, and he was a brilliant mind that did not ever give a pass to the establishment. The other is Marshall McLuhan, 
His work will be at the core of the content of this entire show. His writing approaches the truth closer than nearly anyone and in a way that is relevant. It is his thinking that is at the foundation of the solutions that I would present. And it is because of this that we need to understand what he was saying. He was a profound thinker, and a lot of people still have a hard time understanding his writing. We're going to go over it so there's no question, and it will help us develop the tools and the eyes that we need to understand how we get out of this shitstorm that we're in. I will begin the second episode of Green Knight with poetry. It is likely to be my poetry, but also I will read from some others. Then I'll read and discuss, discuss Bucky Fuller and move into McLuhan and his book, Understanding Media. I will discuss the major and minor concepts in understanding media, and this will allow me to eventually get to how we solve the biggest of our problems. I will also occasionally do a thing called auto-writing, but in voice format. It will be a kind of stream of consciousness story time, where I just tell a story as it comes out. I'm not sure how this is gonna go, and I hope I can start to reach some people. It's going to be a little shaky at first, but as we move forward, I will get more of a handle on it. Thank you very much for listening to this first episode of Green Knight. Stay tuned here for a lot more. Much love to you all, and thank you. Green Knight out.